My name is Katie Baker, and I build Earth models that integrate subsurface data to provide estimates of hydrocarbon in place and that are used to forecast production and storage potential. Hello, my name is Andrew Gary, and welcome to Seismic Sound Off in depth conversations in applied geophysics. The seismic data set is a fundamental requirement for producing oil and gas fields. Reservoir modeling utilizing seismic interpretations drove insights into reservoir quality and performance, helping to understand the communication between reservoir units and wells. Today, 3D and 4D seismic data play pivotal roles in defining and updating reservoir models where hundreds to thousands of simulations can be realized in a reservoir model to explore history matching and model uncertainties. In this episode, guest editor Katie Baker explores seismic reservoir modeling as highlighted by five papers in The Leading Edge. Katie showcases the key technological advancements that unlock seismic in defining and updating reservoir models and the historical connection between seismic datasets and reservoir modeling. She also explains the power and future of ensemble modeling and spotlights an alternative to the often arduous training libraries for machine learning and seismic. Katie Baker is an earth scientist and subsurface lead at Chevron and president-elect at the Geophysical Society of Houston. To read the articles in this special section, click the links in the show notes wherever you are listening to this episode. And now, my conversation with Katie Baker. Well, we are here to talk about December's The Leading Edge, which focuses on seismic reservoir modeling. TLE's really having some great seismic special sections lately, which is wonderful to see. What was the most exciting development to you across these five papers? I think computing power continues to improve, giving us more efficient modeling and data analytical capability almost daily. The lead paper in this section highlights the benefits of using machine learning techniques such as ensemble modeling to efficiently and effectively characterize subsurface properties using seismic. It would be interesting to see more development of ensemble modeling in cross-functional space, combining geologic, seismic, reservoir engineering, and also production data. The best this paper presented a rock and wave physics-informed neural network model that's also really interesting, and I would like to see this method applied in different depositional environments and with different rock types as well. What is the historical connection between seismic data sets and reservoir modeling? Traditionally, seismic data has been used to constrain reservoir models in areas where there's limited well control. One key connection is the use of interpretations of faults and horizons uh, and they end up being the basis for the 3D framework for our models. Additionally, seismic attributes and inversion products constrain models by providing information on reservoir quality, connectivity, and hydrocarbon indication. That being said, I would say the answer to your question is really computing power. Our ability to process and interpret seismic data and perform 3D modeling and forecasting is highly dependent on computing power, and both disciplines have evolved with advances in computing power. Yeah, I feel like this might be uh, echoed again in, in this next question. What were some of the key technological advances that unlocked the value of seismic in defining and updating these reservoir models? Again, high-powered computing, the growth in technological leaps in both 3D modeling and seismic data analysis have historically been highly dependent on the evolution of high-powered computing. 
in geophysics, we've seen major improvements in acquisition and processing, imaging, as well as uh, rocket fluid physics, full wave form inversion, and 4D seismic methods. In modeling, the development of Kriege, multipoint statistics, object-based algorithms, all have been key in development of modeling technology advances that aid in capturing reservoir properties in our 3D models. It's exciting to see the advances in the geoscience community with the development of more sophisticated methods of modeling stemming from recent data science and machine learning. Yeah, I, I like how all these all these answers are kind of funneling towards high computing power just really speaks to the power of that and what it can unlock for seismic and geophysics. What are considered a few of the known limitations right now of directly utilizing seismic data for reservoir modeling? One of the well-known limitations of using seismic data for reservoir modeling is the challenge of drawing uniqueness. The lack of a unique and straightforward relationship between the seismic traces, rock properties, make predicting petrophysical properties directly from seismic a very complex text. Uh, another well-known challenge is the difference in scale between well data and seismic data. It's really important to select a model scale that's meaningful so that both the seismic and well scale properties are appropriately captured. Additional limitations include differences in domain types, grid types, data source interfaces, time depth alignment issues, seismic acquisition effects, and imperfect models. And a key requirement for using seismic data as a reservoir model constraint is correlation between reservoir model properties and seismic response and sufficient quality and resolution in the seismic data. Makes a lot of sense there. I find case studies always really helpful, and, and this special section doesn't disappoint in offering those. How do the case studies in this special section highlight possible improvements from the current way that, that geophysicists are working with reservoir models? Yeah, so machine learning techniques have been used by geoscientists for decades. Today, we're seeing greater use of different and varied machine learning methods to solve complex and difficult challenges faced in subsurface characterization. And what's interesting is that now we're seeing wide use of machine learning techniques in different sectors, such as the technology and health sectors, so we can piggyback off of each other and develop these methods faster. That's a pretty nice thing. And and we mentioned this person at the top, uh, but Vasith and, and Mukherjee have a paper, and, and what they do is provide an alternative to these arduous training libraries that can often be needed when using seismic for machine learning. How, how do they talk about an alternative? How do they provide this? Vasith and Mukherjee present a rock and wave physics informed neural network model that can estimate ferocity directly from seismic image traces with no or a limited number of wells and with predictions that are consistent with rock physics and geologic knowledge of deposition. This neural network takes advantage of auto-differentiation to compute the gradients across the rock and wave physics models. You know, you mentioned this in your first response about being excited about the future of ensemble modeling or, or growing this. What is ensemble modeling? This was the first time I, I had heard of it myself. That's a good question. And ensemble modeling is a process where multiple diverse models are created to predict an outcome, either by using many different modeling algorithms or using different training data sets. 
the ensemble model then aggregates the prediction of each base model and results in one final prediction for the unseen data. It's remarkably interesting, and I think it has a lot of potential for use in the cross-functional space, as I mentioned before. Is that, Do you see something as being sort of a, a barrier or an obstacle that ensemble modeling has to overcome before it becomes starting to be more useful? Some of the key limitations that we have uh, with seismic data and reservoir modeling in general, I think just model scale, different domains of data, those kind of things are always kind of a challenge. So I would think that those would be challenging, especially if you're trying to compare different types of data sets and integrate them into one model. And now you're plus bringing in other disciplines and other people. So that always just adds complexity to to when you're working cross-functional. Let's look at another paper, Lee et al. They propose improving the integration of seismic data for ensemble modeling. How, How, what does this proposal look like? Yeah, so they propose new attributes called coverage and importance attributes that highlight the areas where forward seismic modeling based on ensemble members does not cover the measure seismic response properly. The coverage attribute delineates where the set of models replicates the measured data, and the importance attribute identifies where it is important to fit the data above the noise threshold. The two attributes are then combined to highlight in which spatial area or reservoir model ensemble appropriately models the data and where a significant discrepancy exists between the ensemble models and the measured data. They show examples of how this method can reduce model uncertainty by achieving a benefit to the data before the process of production forecasting. You know, kind of a, a question to, you know, I'm always intrigued to ask for you, you know, what technology are you kind of most excited about, most intrigued about that could improve reservoir modeling down the line? Like you mentioned, this is kind of the first exposure that I've had to ensemble modeling. I would like to see more of these kinds of machine learning techniques be utilized to integrate cross-functional data. Integrating models such as geomechanical models or basin models or models that capture production data and integrate that with seismic and our traditional modeling techniques to generate better models and reduce subsurface uncertainty. This type of work seems promising to me. What would it mean for the industry to create the perfect digital twin of the reservoir? Perfect digital twin of the reservoir is a unicorn. (laughs) It's not possible to make an exact replica of the subsurface because the subsurface is a complex dynamic environment that is consistently changing. It's possible, however, to create a model or models that provide valuable insights into the behavior of the reservoir. With the advancement of computing power, digital technology, we're improving our ability to quickly analyze data, identify trends, and changes that integrate the observations into models more quickly to help us improve our understanding. Before I I turn to the last question, I I think sometimes what's interesting in these special sections is what isn't there. Is there something within these five papers for seismic reservoir modeling that you were just kind of curious you didn't see or or wasn't mentioned in, in these particular papers? I know that uh, carbon capture and storage is kind of a hot topic right now. So I thought it was interesting that we didn't really see anything related to that. But no, it was a special section 
requesting seismic and reservoir model integration. So I think in the future, we'll probably see more on that topic with respect to how we can use integrated data to help us with some of the future challenges of carbon capture. Yeah, it's kind of nice, despite all of the branches of geophysics and how specialized you can get that there is a lot of connections between the different specializations where you can learn from one another, which makes, I think, the leading edge so cool uh, that you could pop into these special sections and learn something for yourself. Turning to the, to the last question, that's a little bit more general. What principal teaching or point of view has helped you succeed in your field? I think that uh, the adage that all models are always wrong and some are useful is something that I strongly believe. The most useful learnings have come from developing an understanding of geostatistics and the role of uncertainty in reservoir characterization. Going forward, it's essential that we utilize technology in the best way possible to integrate cross-functional interpretations and data to improve our understanding of the subsurface. And I'm excited about all the changes that we're seeing in the industry and in particular what technology is allowing us to do. I know sometimes even in these special sections, you're not super familiar with every single paper either. So it can be kind of hard to talk on these papers. So I appreciate you finding good responses and, and digging into the questions a bit. Thanks for having me. SCG produces Seismic Sound Off to benefit its members, the scientific community, and inform the public on the value of geophysics. To show your support for this show, please leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Simply go to Seismic Sound Off on Apple Podcasts and Spotify on your phone. It takes less than five seconds to leave a five-star rating and is the number one action you can take to show your appreciation for this free resource. And follow the podcast while you are on the app to be notified when each new episode releases. Original music created by Zach Bridges. This episode was hosted, edited, and produced by me, Andrew Gary at 51 Features. The SEG podcast team is Jennifer Cobb, Kathy Gamble, and Ali McGinnis. Thank you for listening. This is Seismic Sound Off, signaling off.